0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, my guest today is Grandy Van Lowe. He is a uh, podcast host of two really cool podcasts. The first is Beer Fish Fanatics, which is his podcast about fishing, which is his passion in life. He's been doing it for over 30 years now. And his other podcast is Unfiltered Mop Pop Passage. Awesome podcast. I actually was lucky enough to be on it last week uh, relative to the time of recording. I'm not sure when it's going live, but such a great environment. It's very casual. Uh, really enjoyed myself on it. And I think you guys would enjoy listening to it too. If you, if you like this podcast, he is the president of Grandy van of, uh, of my pop fishing. He's the president of Ma pop fishing, not the president of himself. Uh, and, uh, that's his store online where he sells custom fishing merchandise and products. Um, and we'll talk more about that today as well without, uh, any more rambling. Grandy, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm uh, super excited to have you on the show.
1: Hey, I'm super excited. Also, Max, uh, you know we spoke a couple times before, and uh, we had, we had our my episode and everything. So I'm pretty excited, man. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna relax a little bit. I don't I don't have the pressure. You got, you got the pressure today. So, <laughs> All
0: right. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> how's uh, how's business going?
1: Um, it's actually going really good. Uh, busy right now because um, ice season's coming up and everything. So we have a, a, a everything's you know prepping up for that. So I have a lot of customers one uh, specific items uh stuff like that and I'll, I'll obviously fall by it's it's pretty cool because my business in regards to that it, uh it, it's year round so we do open water and ice fishing season so um which is a good thing so it doesn't really stop you know towards uh the winter time so which is a good thing but and then um i mean with COVID and everything what else is People got to do. I mean, in, in, in a way, <laughs> everybody's kind of out there fishing. So I mean, I, I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. For for a,
0: how long have you been running that business? It, we're, we're talking about your e-commerce business right now. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're talking about the e-commerce business. I literally started that. Um, I mean, it, it didn't go live until the beginning of this year, um, but I it's been in the background, been working on in regards to networking vendors. Um, I've been doing all the legwork and everything. Uh, probably the past year and a half, two years. Uh, but I, I finally, you know, as, as any other entrepreneur, any small business owner, sometimes it's never a good time to win this. It, it, it's never a good time to launch except for now. So I guess you could say, yeah, right, was, in a way. It's, it's because, I was going to
0: say there's never a good time, but there's definitely no. like right before COVID. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and that was a crazy thing was, you know, I, I started this whole thing and, you know, I, I had obviously we had no idea how COVID was going to be here, you know, a year or two years ago. But um, in a way, I did see... Uh, I mean, the future, everything is going online. I mean, I think it's just the way it's going to be now. So, but. Absolutely, but it, yeah.
0: yeah. So how are you, how did you launch? Like, you know, you put the website up, you got your products, you got your vendors all sorted out, but like, what was your go to market strategy? How did you get your first customers?
1: Um, you know, I, I been in the industry cause uh, I helped my, one of my buddies, he's actually one of my vendors and he, uh, I actually helped him start his business and everything. Uh, in regards to custom uh, ice fishing rods, and then he expanded to custom uh, fishing lures. So I kind of knew what it entailed in regards to the industry, and I had a niche in regards to that, you know, uh, a door. I guess you can say a door, a foot in the door. And in regards to getting customer base and everything... uh, it's, it's just like anything else. I mean, I've, I've done sales for almost 20 odd years, and it's one of those things where this day and age, it's, it's social media, man. At the end of the day, social media is it's where it's at in regards to marketing. Um, so I would say a majority of that has been – I would say two things. By word, um, you know uh, – by mouth obviously and also the quality of products and then social media i would say that that would be the majority of where i'm getting a lot of my business and everything uh leads and everything like that um but i mean as long as you have good vendors which i do i believe they have great products it sells itself in a way so i mean it's it's i'm just i'm just kind of the middle guy in regards to that but all and also but i you know i help give them a voice you know what i mean
0: Absolutely. Do you when when you say social media, is it like all organic strategy, like you're just posting it and letting it grow organically, or is it more like you're using paid advertising
1: strategies to drive targeted traffic towards landing pages? Um, I it's still a work in progress in regards to the paid side. I tried that before. Sure. I, I'm not great at that yet. It's one of those it's things It's super where tough. It is. It's because you have to know your okay. Number one, you got to know the audience. Number two, you got to know the demographic, the the location where. I mean, it's one of those things. Right now, I, if I do that, it would just be literally throwing a dart on the board, and I hope it works type of thing. Um, but I'm doing it organically now because I tried the paid stuff. It's just. Like I said, it was just throwing darts. So now I'm doing the organic stuff to kind of see, honestly, what I'm looking for is the comments or the response to see which area am I getting better response, you know, nationwide, um, worldwide. I'm just kind of getting an idea of, okay, who's actually looking at the stuff that I'm posting? Who's actually interested, liking the stuff? Who's actually um, would like who could use the stuff. So before I can really target that, at least that audience, that's at, at least that's my thinking now, um, you know, prior, before I start, you know, really diving into the pay to pay, you know, advertising or marketing in regards to social media. So organic at the moment. So we'll see how that goes.
0: It makes sense. Um, I, I imagine the podcast plays a role in that strategy as well.
1: Yeah, and um, the cool thing about that is the 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 podcast that uh, that I do is the the beer fish fanatics. It was something that I, I launched pretty much the same time as as the e commerce business, and and I had this idea was that, I mean, what what better way to market you know fishing in a podcast? I already had a feeling that podcasting is going to be the future of any business. <laughs> you know, in my opinion, it's going to be the future in in any realm. I guess you can say, and. I wanted to do something fun, but then on top of that, I wanted to do something that was going to be beneficial to the audience. So number one is fun, talking about beer, craft beer. Um, you know, just me and my buddies, and we have amazing guests. I mean, our guests that we've lined up and that we've had and as, are going to have. I mean, they're like top notch YouTubers or top notch fishing people on YouTube. They're it's it's pretty cool. I I was surprised to even land them. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they bring their fishing knowledge. So that's, is, I, I'm hoping that kind of, you know, goals entails to help my business that, oh, wow, he's got a podcast on top of that. It's kind of, you know, cool, and fun, informative. totally. And then it's part of the, it's part of that, uh, that small business aspect in the business of, of my pop fishing. So.
0: I think so. I, I love what you just said. So I love that you are targeting like these big YouTubers in your niche and uh, trying to get them on your podcast and you've got them lined up how does someone go about doing that? Like, you know, I just started my podcast and I'm Mm -hmm. considering approaching some, some bigger names too. Um, and then like, also, I I imagine that this doesn't just apply to me. I think there's a lot of people who would want to start a podcast that are maybe afraid or intimidated about asking guests to come on their podcast before they have an audience. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm sure you've been there mentally as well. Can you, can you talk me through kind of that, that process?
1: Yeah. And, and if um, anybody's looking to start a business or has a business, start a podcast right now. I tell you guys, right, don't don't miss the boat. So that's number one. So everybody who who's thinking about it, if you're already thinking about it, do it. Do it like as quickly as possible, and you can get better, obviously, as you go along. Um, in regards to getting, you know, the the youth, the high end, I guess, uh, quality guests, it's it's sales, man. It's a hustle. I mean, it's, all, it's always a numbers game. At the end of the day, if you're afraid to ask somebody to, you know, come on. To, so this is the thing. You're going to ask somebody who, who is an expert in their in your industry that you're interested in. So most likely they're going to, they, they want to talk about themselves. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Just reach out to them. Worst case scenario, the two things, either to say no or they ignore you. Okay. So Fair reach enough. out. Like reach everything out, else. Yeah, just like everything else. So, reach out to them as as many of them as as you can. Whether it's through uh, Instagram, you know, direct message, Facebook message, emails, um, you just got to do the research to see what's the best way to contact these people because they're they're busy. You are talking about people who have fifty, hundred, thousand subscribers, million followers, or whatever the case may be. They're not going to answer everything, but if you can find a way to you can even tag them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have an Instagram page, maybe tag them. Like, hey, we'd love to have you on on our show here to, you know, bring your knowledge, bring your expertise. Start small if you want. If you want to start local um, to build up your, and that's what I, I would actually recommend to is maybe uh, get a guest who's local, who knows a little bit about whatever your niche may be. That way you get better in regards to talking and asking questions. So then when you do have the the big. You know, guest that comes on, you're you're not nervous. You you kind of know what you're doing. You have already had it done. You already done it a little bit. So I recommend that. But don't be afraid to ask, because worst case scenario, they either say no or they ignore you. And it's a numbers game. And just keep keep grinding. I mean, that's just all, all I can say. And then the funny thing is, by doing what I just told you, what I did, I literally start getting guests who are asking to jump on in the fishing industry. You know, or they they want to jump on. You know, because huh. It helps promote them in a way, and and the kind of and then you know my podcast, the Beer Fish Finax, it's really fun. If, if anybody get a chance to listen to it, I mean it's it's, it's nothing like that because there's ton there's tons of fishing podcasts, there's ton of beer podcasts, there's nothing combined, and we kind of did that, and we kind of just like, and we're really just making it just be ourselves. That's the biggest thing too. Podcasting, you got to be yourself, man.
0: That's one of my favorite things about you. Like you found the thing that you're passionate about, which is like fishing and beer and just like that kind of lifestyle. And you've created a business that allows you to be yourself professionally. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's like one of the most attractive ways to live life that I, that I'm aware of. So that's, that's so cool. Um, and I think one of the things that enables you to do it is the fact that it does have that intersection, right? It, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you combine more than one thing that you're interested in into one, one intersection, suddenly all these other people that, that, that resonate with that intersection resonate with your podcast, mm-hmm. which brings me to one of my next questions. So why do you choose to break your podcast into two podcasts, right? So you have not break it. They're two separate entities, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you have your, your business podcast and you have your beer fish
1: fanatics. Mm-hmm. Why not beer fish fanatics in business? <laughs> it, that, great question. Uh, the reason being, cause, uh, the, the beer fish fanatics, I really wanted to tailor towards my mop pop fishing. And just the fishing um, industry. I mean, we have craft beer businesses here and there, you know, come and join in people. But it's not really tailored towards um, entrepreneurs or or business aspect. It's really more informational to help people get better at fishing, learn more um, stuff, and also be entertained at the same time my other podcast, which is Unfiltered Mop Passage. And I, I and I started that one a little bit after and because I got the the podcast bug, I guess you can say. Once and you know how it feels because once once you start oh, yeah. reco- <laughs> once you get once you get that first episode, two episode recording, it's just like, man, this is fun. But yet at the same time it's educational. It's informative. And then when I started doing that on the the Beer Fish Fanatic, I was like, and then I starting my business at the same time. I was just like, man, wouldn't it be kind of cool to be able to tell uh, other entrepreneurs' stories in different industries, not just just not just a random entrepreneur who says uh, I do this. I'm uh, you know whatever the case, but actually have an industry that they're in totally different though. Because I wanted to do different industries, and mm-hmm. it, in my opinion, it was for me uh, at the beginning. My goal was okay, I can learn from them, you know, because they're going to they they've done the same thing I did, different industry, but it's still the same format in regards to running your own business. So I was picking up tidbits from everybody that I was meeting with talking to. And I was like, I figured if I do this, other people can probably listen to a podcast or an episode and 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 become better in regards to owning their small business or become a better entrepreneur. So, and that's why I separated that one and that one's completely uncensored. There's no there's no filter on that one and that one's definitely not meant for kids obviously, but the beer fish fanatics, kids can listen cuz we actually uh my co-host and I we actually I actually filter out any swear words or anything like that in case kids ever Mm -hmm. want to get in because we want them to get into the fishing so and that's why i have two separate ones and um it it gets chaotic yeah and it gets chaotic don't get me wrong i i have four kids i have a wife i have a another full-time job i actually do too so and i have to do those two yeah it's 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 insane
0: (laughs) wild yeah. Yeah. So it's, what do you think about working in the fishing industry? Do you think it's uh, an industry that's growing? Is it tr- I know nothing about it. Like I grew up in the desert in Las Vegas, there's no fishing <laughs> or if there is, I don't know about it. So is there uh, what, what do you think about the industry? Is it doing well? Is it doing poorly?
1: Okay. So it, it depends on if the fishing industry, I would say as it, in regards to product wise, it's growing, you're seeing a huge amount of custom fishing, uh, businesses. Uh a bunch of people are jumping in because it's their side thing. A lot of the times you see these these guys or these gals start this custom fishing lure for whatever it is. Just a side business out of their garage and it is growing. I mean it's just growing astronomically honestly I what I see. Uh, and then what wow. I also see is yeah it's 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 pretty pretty intense actually and, and the cool thing is it's not really cutthroat. And when i say that it's not uh, there's so much uh, of the pie out there and i really see all these people are just hustling grinding just doing you know making their product because they love it this is the thing though a lot of these people started in this you know fishing industries because they love it and they create their own lures and then next thing you know people love it they come and buy it same thing with the custom you know fishing poles so i see that industry honestly it's going to keep growing i think it's going to keep expanding i think because um You can always use more fishing lures, so that's the cool thing. And there's just and technology will always keep growing, always keep growing on that. Now, what I've also seen a huge, huge influx is um, fishing. Like you go to YouTube, if you look up a, a bunch of these fishing people who literally start their own business. They, they they are entrepreneurs. I say that honestly, is because you go look at their YouTube channel, they may have like 50,000 subs or 100,000 or even some are up into the millions now the bigger ones. Okay. And they literally have created their own brand by fishing. They just film themselves fishing. And a lot of the times they film themselves fishing, and they build up the following because people love to live you know, through YouTube as vicariously. Yeah, exactly. So and what the and what I've seen a lot of these successful YouTubers do is they have created a business out of it. Everything from, you know, marketing their own products now. So I've seen these guys uh, who started maybe two years ago and YouTube had like maybe a hundred followers at best. And now they're close to a you know, couple hundred thousand followers. They literally have created their own line of fishing stuff, you know, talking to other businesses um so i don't see that actually going at all in regards to uh, going away does that make sense
0: yeah is anything like that youtube marketing that you were just describing is anything like that on the radar for you is it something you're already doing i just didn't see it or uh do you think that you you will have like uh that'll be a, a campaign for you at some point
1: um i mean my pop fishing we do have a youtube channel at at first i was carrying the um the watch the uh, the podcast on that channel cuz we do a video version of mm-hmm. it too
0: That's what I'm doing uh, too but
1: I decide yeah and but I I kind of decided cuz I have a co-host that helps me with that. He has his own YouTube channel in regards to you know just fishing cuz cuz this all he does is fishing and he and he's already built it up from 0 to he's almost got 1000 followers on that one. So we're putting our podcast on that one now. And then what I'm doing on my YouTube channel is that I'm doing more specific to my vendors. So I do interviews. I do product demonstration. I do product uh, description and everything. And then just product comparisons here and there on my YouTube channel. So it's not like I'm out there fishing, but it's to help market my vendors and, you know, my pop fishing too, obviously, but all the sales that I I tell everybody, all the sales that I get, I go right now at the moment, everything goes back into my vendors, whether it's inventory or to help them market themselves, because, you know, I, I, I guess, I think we had a conversation before. I really believe that small businesses is going to be the, it's going to grow. And I think, and I want to be able to be there to help them.
0: Absolutely. So do do you actually hold inventory or are you drop shipping from,
1: from these vendors? I hold inventory. Um, I hold because and that's the cool thing about you know uh, fishing is that the inventory is small. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, fishing lures. Oh, really? It, I don't need a warehouse. I mean, at the end of the day, because okay, when you look at the fishing, you know, custom oh, fishing sense. lures, they're super, super. See, and that's the reason why I wanted to start this too. Because I, I there was other businesses, other industries that I was thinking about, but then you like you were saying, either I would have to drop ship. Or I would have a warehouse to store, you know, all, all the inventory, and then that's just more cost. And then this is, like I said, before COVID. So just imagine if I would have done something like that, I would have been, I would have shot myself in the foot. You know what I mean? Um, you were smart but, to keep it lean. Yeah. And that was the whole point. And then I was just thinking, and at the end of the day, the, the, you know, the custom fishing lure and everything, like I said, I could I keep it in uh, my location, in my house. You know what I mean? And they're smaller and I can, and, but then... Um, I like to keep the inventory because that way I can ship it as soon as it's ordered there's no delay in regards to drop shipping and all that stuff so and that's kind of what I wanted also so
0: what's on your on your radar for the next you know year or so I, I know you like really just started this business and it's i'm mm-hmm. it's so cool that you're having such great initial success like what's on the what's next for you like where are you headed with this do you have are you just kind of playing it by ear do you have like specific you know services that you wanted or products that you want to do, introduce later on? What's on your agenda? Uh,
1: I I want to build the brand. So right now Mm. uh, I'm pretty I'm getting well known down you know because I'm in central Iowa. Uh, I do I have a a pretty decent following out there in Colorado area too now, and I'm slowly building yeah, and I'm slowly building. So my vision is, I, I hope, okay, so this year, you know, in the first year, I just want to get the name out, the brand out. I'm not even looking at numbers or anything at the end of the day because uh, I'm, I, that's not even my goal, so I'm not worried about that. I have my specific goals that, okay, I want to be able to help uh, my, my vendors build their business to the point where they are full-time. So when I say that, that they do full-time their stuff versus just doing huh. it in their base, you know, as a hobby. So I want that. That's my actual initial goal. I don't know how long that will take five, 10 years, whatever the case is, so I can help build their brand. And then I would love to be able to I mean, I am I can ship nationwide, but I would love to have a present in every 50 states that that makes sense. Because right now, um, I think the last time I look, I'm close to about 20, 20 states that I've sold products to or whatnot, Um, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I definitely wanna, I would say within two years, my goal would be to have product shipped to all 50 states. So that means I have some type of presence, some type of vision that people can see, you know what I mean? A visibility that they see my pop fishing. They're like, if I can get into 50 states, at least, you know, that that would be my goal at the moment for the first two years. So
0: maybe this is a complicated question because you're not a manufacturer, right? You're essentially a retailer for these other vendors. and correct me if I'm wrong. I know you do have your own merch on your site, but um, in general, that's correct, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I distribute all their stuff. And yeah, I mean, because these guys, all my vendors, they create their own. So, I mean, this is stuff that they make in their, you know, basement or garage. Cause, um, and then people just love their products. So, yeah, they, they make it. They Would hand it. Would you ever it. like...
0: like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No no, 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 no
1: no no. Uh, I mean they they do it and, and they do it you know by themselves uh, like I said they make it they don't buy the stuff pre-made or anything just slap their name on it so
0: so would you ever consider an approach like that where you know you purchase from them and then you you brand it all like mop pop fishing and then you put it in like some physical retail stores or is that not even on the agenda for you
1: um, honestly it's not in my agenda and the reason being because I just don't I, I, I the thing is retail stores i just don't see it being um a huge profitable thing in the future i mean mm. co- i think COVID just accelerated that Fair and point. you can you know and i think we're all going towards that waste because everybody loves convenience because the thing is people love to buy stuff have it shipped to their house they don't have to deal talking with people they don't have to deal with sales people they just want to get what they want and it's right, and it literally can come to their doorstep within a day or two, and they don't have to worry about that. So, I think that's where it's going in regards to me or um, ever creating my own products or whatever. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not detailed enough. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I really wanted to. I it was something that I really wanted to, and then I, I, I found out what it takes to create. You know, make your own pole and the detailness is that's just not more, my forte at all. I'm like. You know what? I, I can help talk. I you know I can help you know market you know my vendors and everything. But in regards to creating the products that they do, not even close. That's not my thing. But I love using their products. Don't get me wrong. Um, in regards to taking their 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 uh, products and then you know putting my name and then marketing it, um, you know, it, it crossed my mind. But the thing is, I, I want them to grow. I want these small. Um, vendors of mine to to be successful and grow and be big, if they can be nationwide, it'd be so cool to say that I had a part in that, uh, I, I think that would be, that's just kind of, you know, it would be cool to me. And that, I guess you can say.
0: I love it, that's that's a breath of fresh air from what I'm used to hearing <laughs> when people yeah, talk about I mean, business, it's awesome.
1: I mean, but you know, that's the thing, there's there's no right or wrong way in regards to running your business, because some people, hey, fair. Uh, You know, and and that's because their goal is going to be completely different from my goal and their success, their definition of success or whatever they want to do is going to be different from mine. And for me, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if my vendors are successful, then I feel that I'm successful for others. It's the bottom line. If I can be. If I can have $2 million in sales, I'm successful, you know? So, um, and to his, to her, you know, that's their, their own, you know what I mean? So that's every business is different. Don't, don't compare yourself. That's what I'll tell everybody. Don't compare yourself to any other business. Just, just run with what you got and what you know, and what makes you happy.
0: So I was actually going to ask you this later on, but since you brought it up, um, you asked me on your podcast what my definition of success was, and I wanted to get mm-hmm. a chance to ask you, like, what what is your definition of success, both personally, like as an entrepreneur, and then also for each of your businesses and, inter- and uh, endeavors.
1: Yeah, uh, personally, as an entrepreneur, I would say uh, my definition of success would have to be uh, my happiness in regards to time, and when I say that. I want to be happy but i also want to be happy with the amount of time that i put into my business and also with my family time so i, I have to be I, I still um am learning in regards to you know how much time you can split in a day you only got 24 hours so and then you sleep a lot of it too you know what i mean so i try it's one of those things so i would say personally happiness is once i can figure out the the balance um, and also just happiness, man that's that's definitely a big thing. in regards to my business and podcast, uh, i I would say I started this thing with zero customers. I started this thing with zero listeners and to me i I my success for each individual entity is I would say it's it's it changes daily or I would actually say changes more monthly. So like this month, maybe I want this amount of downloads or, you know, reach this amount of customer base. So I, I changed my success. As, I, I would consider as my goals almost in the same boat for the business aspect. And I usually change them because if you keep them the same, in my opinion, um, it becomes boring. Am I not it? And then mm-hmm. you get to the point where, some, and then sometimes you don't even reach it. Then what? Then what? You know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't reach it, do you just quit? No. So what I usually do is, um, I try to set, uh, goals as my success. So, and it, it always changes whether it's monthly, yearly. Um, I always have some, some, some type of vision that I want to strive to get and it and it changes because COVID comes. So what, what now? So you have to be able to change and adapt to that.
0: Fair enough. So you mentioned that your, um, your goals as an entrepreneur was to have like a lot of, a lot of time, you know, Time management that makes you happy. You can mm-hmm. tell me if I butchered that, but that was essentially what I what I got. <laughs> like you, you want to make sure that you have time to be a human and to run your business. Um, yeah. And then, in addition to that, you know, you have these uh, these goals for your business that will allow you to achieve that. Is am I understanding that correctly?
1: Like, I guess you mean that. Okay. So did you the start the business success, in order to
0: achieve those goals?
1: Well, okay. Go ahead. So no, no, no. So the definition of success for me personally is that. If I am I successful, I would consider myself successful if I can, um, like you were just saying, if I can split my times okay with my personal life and my business life, that would be success because that creates happiness. And then in the business aspect, I set my goals. I set my successful goals. I guess you can say monthly and yearly, uh, for each entity, whether it's my podcast or the or my e-commerce business. And like I said, it's a fluid fluid goal because you have to change it. And then if I reach it, then obviously I feel that successful in that sense.
0: So why did you become an entrepreneur?
1: <laughs> Good question. Um, I, I think it's somewhat it's in your DNA. And when I say that is because, I, and also the way you're kind of raised, I mean, I really believe I've always, I never knew I wanted to start my business, but I always wanted to, I've always had ideas. I never um, did, i never moved forward i guess you can say until just recent past couple of years but the thing is my father uh my my parents they they were entrepreneurs my father when they you know i'm a second uh, generation immigrant so when my father and my mother and all my family moved to the country you know uh, moved to the united states back in the you know the mid 70s i mean they didn't sp- speak a a lick of english but yet they were able to to make something of themselves and um own businesses and my father was able to do that and as i was a young child um my father i never knew what he installed in me but uh you know he used to own uh motels and everything because he he saved enough money uh when they first came to america and they were able to finally you know open up their own business or purchase their own business my father was and my mother and it was only motels right and when I was young, I want to say I was maybe 10, uh, eight, between the ages of 8 to to, to, to 12-ish, uh, my father would ha- have me run all the 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 soda machines. So, you know, you go to hotels what, or motels, what do they have? They have pot machines, right? Soda machines. So mm-hmm. I would be the person, I would refill them, get the money, you know, count all the money. Uh, same thing with the candy machines. So those were the little things that my father would install in me, like, Okay, and then he would actually give me a portion of whatever cut for for my work and all that stuff. So, and he was, it was kind of cool because I never realized it, but those were the little things that he was installing me in regards to working. Um, you know, okay, this is the cost of the candy bar. This is the cost of the uh, of the the soda pop, and this is what we sell it for. So, this is the net, you know, the profit type of thing. I never knew. I was young, you know, I was like, how old was I, like 10 years old? You know what I'm saying? So um sure. and he just, you know, little things like that. It, he never pushed it on me, but it was kind of cool. It was really educational for me. So I would say that was kind of the the beginning of of me wanting to, you know, ever wanting to run my own business was just seeing how my dad, um, you know, God rest his soul when he passed away. But it was he was always always having new things running in his mind, new ideas of wanting to do uh own his own business and become successful in that sense. So I think that way it's genetic, but also just kind of the way you're, you're raised. It wasn't just like, I woke up one day, it's just like, Hey, let's just start your own business type of thing. But I think I never, I just always felt that something was missing until I finally started this. I don't know if that makes sense though, but.
0: Sure. <laughs> what uh, what do you think gave you like the final shove? Cause that obviously didn't happen right away. It happened, you know, a couple decades later.
1: Um. I think this is the craziest thing but I had my uh my fourth daughter at well okay so my wife became pregnant uh last year and I still had this with our fourth daughter and I was just like man I I wanted to have something that I can whether I can pass it along to my children my daughters or not Or I wanted to be able to show them that you can, you don't have to do the normal, go to, you know, school, work nine to five jobs. If you want to own and run your own business and have the, you know, uh, the freedom to do that, I wanted to be able to show them that you can do that. So I wanted in a way, I wanted to, to kind of be a role model in that sense that if they ever wanted to do something like this, they can and be successful at that. So I would say probably when my wife was pregnant with my 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 fourth daughter, I was like, all right, this is it. I, I got to do something for them because hopefully I can build something and whether successful or not, but they can see that you can do something, you know, in regards to starting your own business and 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 be happy about that and, and be something that you're passionate about. So that was my goal. That was my tipping stone uh, was to, to hopefully I can build something for my daughters, whether to pass it on or to at, at least show them a route that they can take if they ever wanted to do in the future in their life.
0: What uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced when you were you know getting started initially? Like, I imagine there are some real hurdles you have to overcome when you're trying to start a company like yours.
1: Yeah. Uh, social media, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big social really? media guy. Really? That was the challenge? Yeah. I'm not a huge social huh. media guy. I was not big on it. I was just like, gosh. But I knew for any business to, to survive and thrive, you've got to have a presence. Uh, so I would say that was probably the biggest hurdle was getting over the fact that I'm going to have to be the face of the business of the company. I'm going to have to, like you're saying, I have to do podcasting. I'm going to have to be a YouTuber. I'm going to have to be on Instagram. I have to show, um, Facebook, TikTok, um, all that stuff. So that was my biggest hurdle was, um, to getting over the fact that, okay, I got to be in front of the camera. I got to be behind the mic type of thing. And then be okay with that. And then on top of that, I, th- I just think that also... Um, it's just because there's so many of them. So I-, I would say it's still, it's just finding time to how to do them all and create new content for each individual one. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. It's,
1: believe yeah. me, I get it. It's a pain. Uh, what, yeah. uh, but it's fun too. Uh, do yes. you have
0: a, a favorite platform?
1: Um, Shoot. I would have to say... Man, that's a tough question. The reason being is because I think Instagram is so easy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's my favorite, but it's just easier because okay, you can take a picture, or you can do a quick video, and you can post it onto their stories. You can do, yeah. uh, you can post it up all the time, and then you connect it to Facebook. So it's it's you know obviously simplified in that sense. So I would say that's probably the easiest because you can get two two birds with one stone, and um, and there's a lot of eyes. You know what I'm saying. So you can definitely mark yourself there. But I think the most fun. Uh, I would have to say is probably YouTube. Even though I, I mean, the last time I checked, huh. I only I only got like a hundred followers. Uh, currently on my pop fishing, but I would the reason why I say that's fun is because I never realized. Okay, so the editing of the videos and stuff that I record, whether I'm doing interviews or whether I'm doing product demonstration, um, at it, it is a pain in the ass. But it was one of those things where I I learned on my own. I had to figure it out for myself, going to YouTube and learning from others and just, you know, and Googling. Right. But it was actually kind of fun to, to, to edit your videos. You can, you can kind of bring your vision to life, I guess you can say. And then also just doing our podcast that we could do on, on YouTube. It was kind of cool to kind of see that come to life. And I would say that was probably the most, the one I like to do the most is actually fun, but I think it's the hardest to grow if you ask me cuz huh. i think i think youtube is, is cuz there's so many channels and there's just so much of it right now it's very difficult for that to grow um uh, but as long as you keep grinding it's still growing so i guess you know what i mean
0: love it yeah is there a specific uh skill set or um characteristic that you're trying to develop as an entrepreneur right now? Like, do you have a specific area that you're trying to focus on? I I know everyone's always working on everything, but Mm -hmm. do you feel like there's a specific part of
1: your uh, journey that you're on now? Yeah. I mean, I think every entrepreneur can get better at no matter what. There's nobody who's Mm -hmm. perfect. Nobody's that good at everything. And um, even the best entrepreneurs will tell you that they're learning or trying to get better at something every day. I think... Uh, organization, I, I, am still working on that. When I say organization is that, um, whether it's time management or what's, what's more important than another, I guess it's probably, I, you can say, because sometimes I feel like if I'm working on social media, how I'm focusing way too much time on that or not. And then I, and then I kind of think, okay, so do I need to focus more on the product? Um, it's it's just deeming what is more important at the moment. I think that's the most. That's one of the things that I'm trying to get better at. And and this is the thing. Any entrepreneur, if you're going to become an entrepreneur, the, the the biggest thing or a small business owner is um, you're going to have to dedicate time and effort. Everybody says the word. What is it? The grind, the the hustle, and all that shit. It's the same mm-hmm. con- It's the same concept. You you have to dedicate yourself like. Like I said, I did not know how to edit a video, man. When I first started this, I didn't know how to do any <laughs> podcasting shit. I didn't know how to sell, you know, fishing website. I that's not my forte. It was not. I mean, I was great in regards to sales. I was good at my other job doing supply chain now. But when it comes to all this other stuff, running a business, I was not good at. But I dedicated the time to learn. Stayed up very late at night at the beginning, for sure. I still am at times to to learn editing aspects or to learn what kind of marketing materials that I need to create or um, what kind of, you know, demographics I need to target and all that stuff. So it's just, it's just, it's just, you have to dedicate yourself. I mean, it's it's true, the hustle and the grind. There's a reason why they keep saying that. That's what all entrepreneurs do. So you have to do that.
0: You're a serious hustler though. Like you came out of the gate with this, with a store, with a full-time job and four kids and two yep. podcasts. Like yep. you're
1: really doing it. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're not half doing anything. It's, um, so yeah, it's pretty insane. My wife says you're freaking stupid and you know, you're, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's insanity, but I think this is the thing. I, I think I told you this too, but, um, every entrepreneurs embraces chaos. You got to embrace chaos. You, that's the thing for you. I think, entrepreneurs you got to embrace that chaos a little bit somewhat because i mean we 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 put out fires we we, tr- we figure out solutions there's always something that needs to be fixed or get better at so we embrace that and then like I said, like you said, I have four daughters. Yeah, they're all seven and under. I had you know, I have a newborn <laughs> almost, you know, and I got a, a full time job that I help you know, supply work supply chain for hospitals here and during this whole pandemic, you can imagine how insane that is. And then two podcasts. Oh, and then, yeah. So and then you got this e commerce business. I'm like, but you know what? It's okay. You got you get you have to you have to embrace it, I think, because you only live once. Like I always say, you don't want to grow 90 years old 85 years old and say like shit i wish i would have done that so that's why i did it i hope it's successful i hope it keeps growing if it doesn't i don't have to go to my grave thinking that oh, what if and that's the biggest thing the biggest thing i don't want is regret and that's the one thing i do not want
0: do you think that your job in supply chain has prepared you to be an entrepreneur or your career up to this point has prepared you to be an entrepreneur or are they completely
1: disjointed 100 it did and I say that because I did over almost 20 odd years uh, in sales. And then I decided to jump onto the other side. I wanted to be in supply chain and learn that industry. I didn't know I was going to become an entrepreneur, start my own business at the time, but I flipped it because I was like, you know what? I'm, I might as well learn the aspect of, of supply chain, you know, the buyer side. So I learned that side in the past, I don't know, five, seven, oh, seven years now. So I learned that side and it, definitely helped me in regards to talking to people, talking with vendors. It definitely gave me um, a way to empathize, whether it's from the buyer side or the seller side, so I can understand both sides. So I think it Mm. definitely helped me in that sense because now I can understand where they're coming from as a, you know, if they're selling to me, I can understand where they're coming from. They're buying my stuff, so I can totally understand that. Um, so I definitely think that side of my career has definitely helped in regards to running my business and, and just, just starting it at least coming up with ideas for sure. I think it has for sure. Did you
0: immediately jump to the, the idea of custom fishing products or did you, uh, toy around with some other ideas first?
1: Um, I toyed around with a few other ideas, which it's still up there in the in the brain. That if I ever want to um, expand the my brand, and when I say my brand, it's it's the uh, the mopop brand. Um, it, the custom fishing is because you know what my my thoughts were when I said if I'm going to start my own business, I might as well start something I'm passionate about. Because if I'm passionate about it, it's not work. Then it's just I'm something I love. And and I can put my whole effort into it, whether it fails or whether it succeeds, and still love it. So I was like, you know what? I got to do something I love. And there was, there was a couple other things. I, it's still up in the air, like I said. But uh, fishing is just one of those things, man. I just love it. And just to be in the – I'm not great at it. That's, a, that's the craziest thing. It's like people think, no, I'm not great at it. But I just love it. And just being in the industry and just talking to all these people and then the people I've met through through this whole time, um, it's been a blast. So I, that's why I said it's, it's not really work if you're truly passionate about it.
0: So when you talk about like expanding Mop Hop Fishing, is that process like, is that like bringing on more vendors? Is that what you mean by that?
1: Um, we're always bringing on more uh, new vendors. I mean, I just, I want to say in the past two, two and a half, three months, I mean, I added two new vendors. Um, wow. We're always looking to add more, but I don't want to get to the point where I just, just, you know, sure, everybody just throw in your stuff. I, I, I do want quality. I, I actually have to right. check out the stuff and make sure it's quality stuff and then make sure that people, uh, the public will, will, number one, use it. Number two, is it something that will fit their their needs and, and their wants? So, but yeah, I mean, I would love to to, to grow it. Uh, like I said, to the point where one of my vendors can be full-time, they do it full-time, they don't do anything else, and um, they can go off on their own and just do that. I mean, that, that would be my goal and, and for us to keep growing, uh, mop Fishing, yeah, for us to keep growing and and just be – I want to be the forefront of, of a distributor for small small vendors, for custom fishing vendors. I don't want to be those huge box stores or anything um, because I think that, that takes away from the – from the vision that I had for, for my pop fishing.
0: Do you have any like books you're reading anything like any podcasts you listen to any gurus that like you kind of look up to on your entrepreneurial journey? Love that. Um,
1: I don't read books. Um, the reason is not a bad thing. And cause I, cause I have one of my best friends from that I've known since, you know, however long, like my 40 years of life, And I've known him all my whole life and he reads books and he's a, one of the, you know, he's a great successful entrepreneur in real estate. Um, but he continues to read all the time and he, he's gained so much knowledge on that. So I can't knock on that. The reason why I don't read, it has nothing to do with, um, I don't believe in it. What I do feel is that when I read somebody's book or a a entrepreneur book or anything like that, I feel like, uh, then I'm going to compare my my journey to their journey. So hmm. I don't know if it's quite fair to myself or to the book that I'm reading. And I don't want to take... Whether it's... A, you know what I'm saying? I, it, it, I, I'm living my own book in a way. And that's how I kind of feel. I create my own chapters. Uh, but what I do do is I definitely do listen to other uh, podcasts, some other business podcasts locally here in Iowa. Um, I do... Do a lot of YouTube and Google of reading blogs here and there. I think that helps a lot to learn about, you know, what, what's going on in this day and age. But I really think that uh, entrepreneurs, the best way to learn is honestly, is just to jump into the fire yourself. You can read all these books. People can tell you a billion things, um, but it's not It's something I would say like 90%. The books, ninety nine percent of the time, you read that stuff. It has nothing to do with your industry or nothing to do with your your business that you're trying to do. You might be able to pick, you know, you can pick their minds. You can ask them, that, and that's the biggest thing. So that's why I did my uh, my podcast on that. Max was because um, I instead of reading books, I literally do a podcast about entrepreneurs, and I learn from them. And that is my reading, honestly. I do my own podcast. That's so much better. It is so much better. And, and number one is I network because then I get to meet people like yourself who I think has a great mind and a great vision and just learning little tidbits from you and then others. And, and I think it's the coolest thing ever, man. I think my podcast super is super fun. It is. And, I, and at the end of the day, if I never monetize it, it's okay with me because I just gain probably a wealth full of knowledge that nobody can ever do. Um, by doing my podcast, and that's why that's that's the biggest thing I've done. so I would say do podcasting because you learn so much, man <laughs> it's super true,
0: super true. Uh, I got one more question for you, and then I'll let you go um, sure. the uh, your business podcast unfiltered Mop pop mm-hmm. um, you know we've talked about this already it's it's like very casual it's unfiltered like you said it's not for kids. there's like you when I was about to get on, you messaged me and you're like, hey max, like grab a beer before we start talking let's like just have a casual conversation yeah. so I love that. I thought it was super creative. How'd you get the idea to, that's like the, that's like the opposite of a business podcast. Like how did you come yeah. up with that idea? I love it.
1: Okay. Um, because it's me. So when I say that, I mean, if, if any, if you can talk to any of my friends, you can talk to any of my family members, um, you can to ask my wife, like I, I have important conversations with people all the time, but I'm also, I love having a good time. And whether you, you don't, ha- you don't have to have alcohol or anything like that. But I just tend to do that. And the reason being is just, it, I can be myself and others can be okay. And, and I want during my podcast, I want them to be relaxed. So there's so many podcasts out there on businesses on there're millions of them, but they're all, you know, ask this, 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 it's just, mm-hmm. there's, there's no, there's no, what's your story? Like you're going through what I'm going through, like be real. And I think when you have a beer, or you have a drink, and you just have a conversation, it's fun. But yet, it's informative at the same time. And that's, that was my whole point was that if I'm going to do a podcast, I better be doing it. And I better be as real as I am to myself um, because I don't want to have to put on a show. So when I'm recording and if I anybody listens to it or watches it, I don't want it to be, you know, that I'm faking it. I just, that's just me. And I think people will number one, embrace that. Number two, I think a lot more people can relate to others when they're as real as me. And that's, that's what I'm hoping my podcast is that it's real, just their journey. If you can pick up one thing from them, great. Hopefully you grabbed the beer and had a good time listening to the podcast, watching it or whatnot, and actually gain something that can, you can use for your, your business journey.
0: I, I think I couldn't agree more. Like when I was on your show, that's what it felt like, right? It felt like we yeah. were just being ourselves on camera. It was, yeah. it's awesome. Um, it's something I, you know, as a new podcast host, I, I learned a lot from being on your show. Cool. And it was, cool. I think, uh, yeah, so I definitely learned something from being with you. I know your goal was for you to learn something, but I did.
1: <laughs> no, and, and I mean, uh, that's, that's the thing, man. And and that's the cool thing about podcasting. I'm glad that you, you're embracing that. And then, like I say, once your listeners and others that listen, I'm telling you guys, small business before. Don't miss the train. Jump on the podcast. Start your own podcast. Talk to people, network because it's 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 a great opportunity to to gain content. Number one, number two, it's just the knowledge. Man, it's amazing.
0: Grandy, you're awesome. You're a Thanks. great speaker. You're a hustler. It's awesome to speak with you. Um, Thanks, where can people find you if they wanna if they wanna learn more?
1: Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram mob pop underscore 80 uh, that's for the unfiltered mopop pop passage you can follow that on Instagram or you can just follow uh, mopop pop fishing on Instagram you can you know it's all connected to my Facebook of course and then uh, just the two websites I got a uh, uh or you can just go to com and you check out all my uh, podcast episodes uh, the fish custom fishing lures and everything and then uh, like I said just search this is a crazy thing just uh, honestly if you if you're into podcasts just search beer fish fanatics um, you'll see us pop up and you'll see us on YouTube and we're, we're, we're growing man I, I think I talked to a lot of um, radio guys locally locally we actually had a, a pretty big sports radio guy here and he's just like man you guys are on to something this is cool super fun super informative so it's awesome hopefully hopefully beer fish fanatics will blow I mean I I really hope so because it's something we truly enjoy so it's fun
0: I believe in it. I believe in it. Everyone, those links are all going to be in the show notes, so you'll have no problems finding them. Uh, Granny, thanks again, man.
1: Ah, no problem. Thanks, Max. Thanks for having me, brother.